0: The Denver Broncos have invested deeper into wide receiver Jerry Judy after picking up his fifth-year option. What does Judy have to prove in 2023? And what does the wide receiver room look like now that there's a commitment to Judy going forward? You get that and much more on today's brand-new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team...
1: Every
0: day. What's happening, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode. Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day, every single day. And a special shout out to all the everyday listeners of the show. Make sure you let us know if you watch or you listen every single day so we can acknowledge you We appreciate you so much. Thank you for making the show exactly what it is. You can subscribe to this podcast for free and follow it on YouTube or your favorite audio podcasting provider. Make sure you do that so you never miss out on an episode as soon as it's made available. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. And hey, look, you know, we were recording a, a podcast the other day when the news initially broke about Jerry Judy and the Broncos picking up his fifth-year option. You and I have talked about this really leading up through free agency, leading up to the NFL draft that, hey, Jerry Judy is a very, very important part of what this team wants to do going forward. And, Sarah, now the Broncos have invested in what they believe he can be, and he'll be a Bronco in 2023 and also 2024.
1: This is the perfect example, isn't it, Cody, of putting your money where your mouth is, right? The Broncos did that for Jerry Judy after Kind of a, a little shaky offseason, wasn't it? We, we started off with the trade rumors. We started off kind of thinking, man, there may actually be a decent chance, especially because dating back to last year at the trade deadline during the season, remember there was all the rumors about the Patriots and the Giants trying to come and get Jerry Judy in a trade, and especially the connection with him and Brian Dable at Alabama and things like that. That stuff carried into the offseason, especially with new coaching staff, a little uncertainty about whether or not the team, a lot of people may be kind of thinking the team was going to try to collect some draft picks, not necessarily throw in the towel this year, but, uh, you know, collect those picks and try to look forward. I think obviously now you can see what we've been saying all throughout last season, and especially towards the end of last season, Jerry Judy established himself as the best offensive player on the Denver Broncos. And I think even amidst the uncertainty there there's definitely a clear sign at this point. Now the Broncos are bought in to his future
0: and he'll be making an estimated close to, if you round it out nearly 13 million in 2023. So, Hey, a big commitment for a guy you believe in. Look, I mean, I think this also sets the table up, Sarah, if, if he plays really well, because how he played at the end of last season, man, I tell you, that was fun to watch. I want to see more touchdown dances, I don't know how he does it. It's like a shark fin up top, and then, he's on, then he like kneels over, and he does like this crazy dance every time he scores a touchdown. I love that. I want to do that every single week that he scores a touchdown. We might have to do it on the show here. I don't know how that would work, but we'd have to find a way to do the Jerry Judy touchdown dance. Uh, outside of that, he's got an opportunity now. Sean Payton is coming in to revamp the Broncos' offense. As we know, the the identity is going to be to run the football, to set up the pass, and it kind of reminds me of what the game plan was for the Broncos in the final game of the regular season or the final two games there in the regular season, when Jerry Rosberg was the interim head coach and the game plan was simply this, let's run the football and let's get Jerry Judy, the football when we can. And they moved him around everywhere. I mean, his last game of the season against the Chargers, man, can we talk about a guy that was just eating, just eating. And then the other three touchdown performance against the Kansas city chiefs. That one time you play against them again. And, and Jerry's threat in terms of what he could do with such a dynamic, you know, presence for the Chiefs defense, they focus so much on him. and left Albert Okuwebunam wide open for a touchdown in the middle of the field. That's what Jerry Judy does for you. Now you, you add in Marvin Mims, who's got legit speed. You got Tim Patrick coming back, who when the last season he played, he had led the team in touchdown catches with six of them. I am stoked about what this wide receiver room can look like. But look, everything is setting up for Jerry Judy to earn himself a contract extension with this upcoming season and maybe how he performs.
1: Which is really exciting, isn't it? Because I think what what everybody in Broncos country really wants more than anything is really just a clear... What did we hear all throughout the draft from Sean Payton? We have a clear vision for the player, right? He said that about just about everybody. And I think that's what you really want for the offense as a whole, right? You want a clear vision for the offense. You want to have players on the roster that you can safely go and, and buy a jersey, right? You want to have those jersey players on the team that's like, hey, this is a long-term Bronco. This is a guy that I know we're building around. Jerry Judy plays a premier position. It can't be overstated enough. The wide receiver position in today's NFL is absolutely monumental. You're starting to see guys get paid upwards of $30 million per year on new contracts. And the reason for that is exactly what you said, what Jerry did in that Kansas City game. All the attention is on him. And as we've seen with, let's give Devontae Adams as an example, We've seen with Devontae Adams, even if you have maybe the best cornerback in the NFL, you keep feeding a guy. Eventually, they may win a, a few matches here or there. And ultimately, remember that game in Denver, obviously Devontae, he proved to be kind of the, the major difference maker, even against Pat Sertan. It was at that level of wide receiver that, that made the difference in a, in a game. And I'm not saying that, well, every every team that wins the Super Bowl has the highest paid wide receivers. That's not what I'm saying. But I think in today's NFL you're looking at quarterback, left tackle, cornerback, wide receiver, and edge rusher. Those are the premier positions, and to have a guy like Jerry Judy, Cody, that that gets fan, fans excited because you got a guy at a premier position who can produce at a high level. We'll see if he can he can even further surpass what we saw at the end of last season.
0: And let's be honest here, let's be real. There is nobody in the NFL that can guard Jerry Judy one on one. Like Jerry Judy is a matchup nightmare. And even to get zone coverage, he just knows how to attack it with his release off the line of scrimmage. We saw that. And really, the the biggest issue that we've seen with Jerry Judy that has impacted him, okay, yes, his rookie season drops. I never want to see another comment on YouTube, or I don't want to see another tweet about Jerry. Oh, you know, he struggles with drops. He did his rookie season. That has not been applicable in the last two years. He had one drop in 2021. He had five total drops last year. You know who led the NFL in drops last year, Sarah? Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Gabe Davis, all led the NFL with seven drops last season at the receiver position. So it's like, when you look at volume, look at the amount of targets you look at, is the pass thrown? Is it good enough? Did it hit his hands, but was it behind him? These things all factor into what equates into a drop. Jerry's biggest issues are the concentration drops. To be honest with you, we have not seen those in recent memory, which is a good thing. He's progressed. He's evolved. But man... I would take Jerry Judy one-on-one against anybody right now in the NFL. To me, it's exciting. I want to see a little bit more of that. I'm excited to see what Sean Payton can do in terms of dialing up you know, looks, moving him around. Because as we saw Jerry move, and we saw other guys move around as well, the offense for Denver flowed. And that was with just, hey, we changed things in two weeks. We didn't have an identity until the last two weeks of the season. Denver can now build on that with what Sean Payton wants to bring the table for the Broncos. So, yes, the Broncos, they're investing deeper in Jerry Judy after picking up his fifth year option. Broncos country, let us know how you're feeling about Jerry coming back to Denver for this upcoming season and next season. If you're watching on YouTube, drop it in the comments down below. If you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, please share us your thoughts on Twitter at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger at Locked On Broncos. We're going to continue our conversation here about Jerry Judy and his fifth year option. What does Jerry have to prove here in 2023? That's something we'll discuss on today's episode of the show. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets If your first bet doesn't win, there is no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash FanDuel, official sports betting partner
1: of the NBA. What does Jerry Judy have to prove in 2023 after the Denver Broncos picked up his fifth-year option it's going to be fascinating to watch what happens this season. Jerry Judy now entering his fourth is his fourth year in the NFL, right? 2020, 2021, 22, now 23. Here we are, his fourth season. Cody, this is exciting. It's exciting news because, look, Jerry, he's the final first-round pick of the John Elway era, right? So it's kind of an interesting deal here that we're sitting here talking about them picking up his fifth-year option Hopefully for the for the sake of John Elway's legacy as a GM, that'd be awesome to see Jerry be a second contract player. But what does he have to do in 2023 to get there, to get to being that second contract player and not just second contract, but really get to be one of the top tier highest paid receivers in the game? What say you, Cody? What does Jerry have to prove in 2023 to get to that point?
0: I think the biggest thing is what's impacted him the last two seasons. I think staying healthy, right? Because I mean, we go back to twenty twenty one, New York Giants, MetLife Stadium, strikes again. Six catches, seventy two yards, and then right in the beginning of the third quarter, he you know he gets kind of rolled up on high ankle sprain, and we thought it was worse. Missed seven weeks there. Was able to come back, and Pat Shermer forgot he even existed. But didn't he didn't even use him in the offense? Used him as a motion guy decoy, which. To, to this day, like as bad as the offense was last year, I was just blown away at how inept Pat Shermer was in terms of using Jerry to what he does well. Like the fact he just became a motion decoy is embarrassing, it's insulting, and luckily Jerry kind of broke out. And hey, look, the offense didn't target Jerry enough in 2022, we can all acknowledge that. And yeah, you know, in that Tennessee Titans game, first play of the game, Gets his ankle stepped on. I mean, that was just once again a freak kind of roll up thing. It's not like he was just running on air and all of a sudden his ankle just turned and buckled. He got stepped on by the safety or the corner on that. You can't fault Jerry for that, but then he continued to fight through that. I mean, he even played in the Baltimore Ravens game with a very, very bad ankle. I believe he had what is it, four catches for 64 yards and gave them a chance in that game. And then the next week, as we all saw, Hey, he's, he's fighting back. He's coming through and catching three touchdowns outside of that. I I think that the Broncos just need to continue to use him, right? You know, staying healthy is obviously a big factor for Jerry. That's what he needs to do in order to showcase that he can, you know, maybe deserve that he deserves a contract extension, but build on what he did last year. Don't just let the last five games of last year be like, okay, Hey, this was the best we ever got of Jerry stack that. I mean, Sarah, I want to see Jerry have a 200-yard game this season. I know it's a lot to ask, but if Jerry has one 200-yard game this season at any point, or even a 150-yard game, to me it solidifies, hey, this guy is a legitimate playmaker, and he can be when used the right
1: way. And I think it speaks to what you're saying, that I'm what I'm going to say piggybacks right on that. It's really that Jerry needs to prove that he can handle a very substantial increase in target share. Right? We talked about... Uh, The Pat Shermer era, how he wasn't necessarily utilized properly, to say the least, when Pat Shermer was the offensive coordinator. And then moving on to the Nathaniel Hackett offense, where, again, it kind of drifted into that same type of deal, didn't it? Where it felt like for the longest time, they're like, what is what is the vision here for Jerry Judy? Like he's getting open. We're seeing frustration from him on the field. And I think there was no real justification for it other than the fact that they simply weren't scheming him touches. And then, like you mentioned, we saw it late down the stretch last season, especially after uh, after Hackett was fired. Right. So kind of an interesting deal there. But also it's really going to be fascinating to see. Remember, at Alabama, he had Henry Ruggs and he had Devontae Smith and he had all these guys around him. And then you move to the NFL level, you got Cortland Sutton, you got Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler, even in your own draft class. Jerry has to become that wide receiver one, in my opinion, this season. He has to be that guy that, okay, the passing game flows through Jerry. And he's capable of being that guy, Cody. I really believe that. And I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see more of that because I think, look, if you're the Denver Broncos, wouldn't you rather come away from a game every single week thinking, Ah, uh, we really targeted Jerry way too much this week. Then that you didn't target him enough. <laughs> I would. I, I don't understand why they haven't gotten to the point where it's like, man, Jerry is is wide open all the time. But we really got to scheme touches to other guys. That that kind of stuff can happen organically. I would definitely be trying to be filtering the passing game through Jerry Judy and increase that target share coming up here in 2023. Because look, you're paying him a lot of money. In 2024, 13 million, that's fully guaranteed. So he's going to get that money barring injury, right? I mean, if he if he gets injured, it's it's like fully, fully guaranteed. The Broncos could still technically move it off the books, you know, with zero dead money if they like trade him or cut him and he's healthy and things like that. But that's a different discussion. I think, Cody, what he has to prove this year is that he is wide receiver one over the course of 17 games, like you mentioned, staying healthy, being consistently productive.
0: It goes back to what you said about everything happening organically, right? You can move Jerry Jewelry around, make him the most prominent feature of your offense. And even if he's covered or even if it's like not there in terms of the the timing and the window of opportunity for Russ to find him, maybe you find a guy like Greg Dulcich, Howard Okoy, Buna, Marvin Mims, Tim Patrick, KJ. I mean, you find somebody else because at the end of the day, the Broncos are putting up more points on offense and scoring and having fun and having successful drives more so than they have in the last couple of seasons And it's because defenses fear Jerry Judy so much, they allocate additional resources to him, and it leaves other guys open to produce. That is a win. doesn't necessarily have to show up in terms of Jerry Judy's stat line, in terms of catches and yards, when you go back and you watch the tape. And if you see that a defense is so focused on Jerry that it leads to a touchdown opportunity for another guy, that's also a touchdown, in my opinion, for Jerry Judy because he helped create that. The game, a, a lot of people, a, a media fans, whatever it may be, a lot of people love to just look at the stats, but don't look at the context. Don't look at the film of that. And that's where we kind of differ because we look at those things to say, hey, okay, maybe Jerry didn't have a touchdown catch this week, but he because of what he did, it led to the Broncos getting a touchdown on offense. That is football in a nutshell to the T. That's things that Justin Jefferson does for the Minnesota Vikings. Jamar Chase does the same thing for the Cincinnati Bengals opportunity creators, not just for themselves, but for other people. And to be honest with you, Jerry has that trait in him, and I hope he continues to prove that going into the 2023 NFL season. There's some things coming up like rookie minicap in just two weeks' time. And then in several weeks, once we're going to transition to phase two, the Broncos will allow some of us media folk to actually go watch practice, go watch these guys run with no contact. I'm excited for that. I can't wait to see what Jerry Judy is going to bring to the table here. In Sean Payton's offense and what it means for everybody else around him, because Jerry has the the talent to be transformative for this offense and for other guys in this offense, which to me is the ultimate sign of respect and is the true sign of what you would say, Sarah, as a wide receiver. One at Broncos country, we want to know your thoughts here. What do you believe personally Jerry Judy has to prove in 2023? Let us know in the YouTube comments down below or tweet us on Twitter at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger at Locked on Broncos. I just want to say thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for always listening and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Now, if you listen one, two, maybe three times a week, we appreciate you. But let's bump that up to every day. There's a Broncos podcast for you from us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We have you covered your team every day, all year long. No hot take, no clickbait. We have you covered with objective, logical, level-headed coverage that I don't think you can get anywhere else. We appreciate you so much, Broncos country, for rocking with us, making us your first listen of the day. How does the Denver Broncos wide receiver room shake out for the 2023 NFL season now that Jerry Judy's fifth-year option has picked up? What are the ripple effects here? Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day in your favorite audio podcasting platform, or whether you watch on YouTube, our goal is to get the 10 K subscribers on YouTube. By the time the season starts, we're at 9.5 K right now. So if you're a brand new listener or a brand new watcher of the show, subscribe. So you never miss out on Broncos news, content coverage every single day, all year long. Sarah, let's throw it to this question here. The Broncos right now, as they prepare for July's training camp, presumably at the end of July, there are, some questions at the wide receiver position. You know, right now there's about 11 players at that position, featuring Jerry, featuring the new draft pick Marvin Mims, featuring Tim Patrick coming back off an ACL, and Cortland Sutton coming back, KJ Hamler, Kendall Hinton, Jalen Verge. I mean, all of these guys here. How does how does maybe Jerry Judy's fifth year option impact maybe the depth at this position? Because I think projecting it, do you agree with me? I think Denver goes into the season with at least six wide receivers. On their active roster, it could be different, but you know where are you at with this? Do you see it that way, or is there you know something I'm missing here?
1: Well, I think you have to go in with at least six, right? That's the I, I mean, based on what we've seen the last couple of seasons, dating back to I guess you could go all the way back to 2020, right? When the Broncos lost Cortland Sutton, every single year there's been issues with the depth at wide receiver, and you and I have talked about it ad nauseum on this show of how the Broncos need to go out and add some quality depth at the position. And then, of course, they go spend their top pick on Marvin Mims, which for my personal brand, Cody, was very, very nice. Loved seeing that. I think the, here's the thing about wide receiver with the Broncos right now. You're much better off having an embarrassment of riches than you are making some kind of weird decision to to try and get cute with things, right? And I don't, I, I'm not saying that I'm completely opposed to. Hey, you get to training camp. Some team offers you something really nice for Cortland Sutton. Let's say, I mean, because let's let's real talk here. The it sounds like the Broncos and the Ravens were potentially close to a deal involving Cortland Sutton at some point this offseason. What if you get to training camp, injuries start to happen, you revisit those talks? Am I opposed to that? I would say no, I'm not opposed to it. But at the same time. I'm with you. You've said it on this podcast a number of times. The everydayers, they'll remember you saying it as well. I want to see all these guys out on the field together. And I think Sean Payton owes it to himself. He owes it to the fans. He owes it to this organization, which has struggled so badly to score points. You owe it to all those people, including yourself, Sean Payton, to to go out there and see, at least during training camp, at least during the preseason, to say, I want to see a sample of these guys out on the field, executing my offense, doing what they do, because unless I see it, if I just if, if I just trade one of these guys away and say, no, I for the sake of the roster or for the sake of 2024 draft capital, et cetera, et cetera. If you say that and you you kind of just like ah, what it's whatever, I just don't like that process. I think it's much better. If you go out there in training camp and preseason play and say, I want a sample size of these guys, at least three preseason games, at least a handful or a couple series or a couple quarters of snaps from every game. I want to see Sutton. I want to see Judy. I want to see Tim Patrick. I want to see Dulcich. I want to see all these guys out there. I want to rotate in Mims with the ones I want to see all these guys together. How do they mesh? How do they run my offense? How do they do all together on the field? Because as cool as it is, remember we talked about the last dance posts that Tim Patrick put out there. We haven't even seen the first dance. So maybe Sean Payton, who I know he loves those Jordans. I know he loves the Jordan brand. Maybe he's going to give us the first dance of these guys here in training camp and the preseason. And we're going to actually get to see on the field what they can do before deciding to maybe trade one away.
0: I know there's also some questions about KJ Hamler. Is he going to be ready for the season I know his timeline has kind of been up in the air, but to my understanding, Sarah, from people I've spoken to, he is expected, I think, to be ready either by the start of training camp or shortly after training camp begins. Coming off of the partially torn pectoral muscle that he did have surgically repaired. But I know he's been training, you know, with Debo Samuel. He's been training with some other guys this offseason. And, and I think for him, you know, he sees it. He sees the comms like, oh, you know, KJ's always hurt. People are like saying, hell, oh, get rid of KJ. Like, KJ sees this stuff and KJ takes it personally and rightfully so. If I were in KJ's position, I would absolutely take it personally as well. I just know that, hey, KJ's got a lot of talent. I encourage Broncos fans, please don't give up on KJ Hamler. He is a guy that can make an impact and he's trying to get ready. He's trying to stay on the field. He's trying to stay healthy. There, if there's anybody that wants it more than anybody, it's him. Trust me on that one, folks. I do. I did want to relay that message there to Broncos country because after at times we do see a lot of comments we do see a lot of tweets that say, hey, get rid of KJ. And it's like, hey, I mean, I get I get where the football aspect, the business side of it comes in. But this is a guy who's trying to get everything ready. Like, this is a guy who can win healthy. He can be a difference maker for you. And you know what? The more you have, I think the better opportunities you have to improve an offense that has struggled for the last seven years. And He maybe could be a big part of that as well with other guys that we've talked about here on the show. Some other questions as well in terms of maybe guys on the back end like, Montreal, Washington status kind of changes. Kendall Hinton, who we all know is a fan favorite. Broncos fans love him. Brandon Johnson, Jalen Virgil, and now Lil Jordan Humphrey. Like These are also some players that now come into the situation where just on paper, Sarah, it seems like the, some of these guys are going to be on the practice squad and not everyone's going to make it, which makes it a very, very tough decision here. I think for me, because we are watching him and obviously for you and I, because last season we talked about these guys, we have a brand new wide receiver coach. You have a brand new coaching staff who's going to come in and they're not going to play favorites, which I think, you know, we're going to see a little bit on the business side here. How do you think maybe the back end of this room kind of fills out here, especially with these guys that we just mentioned?
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, with all those guys, plus Marquez Callaway, it's going to be really fascinating to see. Because if you factor in, like you said, with, if, with KJ Hamler, if he's ready to go near the beginning of training camp, I just don't see any way you cut that guy from your roster. Like I said, you want to have... Just like we talk about with the offensive line you want the best five out there maybe you have to shuffle some guys positions around i think at wide receiver you need to have the best six or seven right you can't necessarily just say well you know uh we're we're fine not having so and so because i i just don't like that idea cody with how little the broncos have produced offensively especially in the passing game i i don't think you can sacrifice talent at the wide receiver position so Man, it's going to be a an arms race this offseason because there's going to be progression I bet from guys like Brandon Johnson, Jalen Virgil, Kendall Hinton, those got Montreal Washington even. I think he's getting prematurely written off as well. He remember last year at training camp, he was like everybody's favorite draft pick from yes. the 2022 class. He, he did make it really well. Plays he did really well. And he did really well in the preseason. Like we saw him return a couple punts in the preseason and everybody's like, "Well, There it is. I guess we figured it out. I guess we found the magic missing ingredient, and now it's like, all right, screw this guy. He's out of here. You know. I mean, it's crazy how it changes, right? Yeah, it it really is. And Remember the Raiders game, week four? Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's it's just a bizarre situation. How quickly the tables can turn on you, and even with KJ Hamler, as we're as we're talking about all these guys. Even with KJ Hamler, the difference that he made in that Jacksonville game when he's fully healthy, man, I, I mean, you just look at the difference of the offense with a guy like that. And, of course, we expect Marvin Mims to bring some of that to the table. But, man, if you could have multiple guys that could do that, what what could, what could this offense look like if look they at the were able Bengals. to stay T. Higgins, look at the, the, yeah. all the guys that they yeah. got, got, come on. They ain't complaining about <laughs> having too much depth, I guarantee you. So you want to have as many guys as you can get, Cody. I don't necessarily even care how it all plays out. I think you keep six guys. You go into training camp and preseason with an open mind. You let your pro scouts, you let the coaching staff, Carrie Colbert, the new wide receivers coach, you let them make informed decisions about which six guys you're going to keep. May the best man win, right? I mean, it's it's going to be maybe one of those situations. Remember, we saw Trinity Benson trade a couple years back. Maybe we get another one of those types of deals this offseason as well. I hope the Broncos have that kind of problem on their depth chart because th- that back end, g- those back end guys, like those are those are just names to a lot of people. But I think for the Denver Broncos context, like those are guys that you believe can really take a step forward and be a factor if they're given the right opportunity.
0: I'm excited to see how it all pans out with uh, mini camp. I know the, volunt- the voluntary stuff is coming up, phase two, when they transition some of the on field stuff, no contact. Mandatory mini camp, I think, will be like June 13th or something. That's coming up really, really quick. I'm stoked about it. And it's coming around the the corner here fairly, fairly quickly. In Broncos country, we want to know how you feel about the wide receiver position. Looking at it right now, there's 11 dudes in their room. Then you factor in the undrafted guys. There are several other names that you can throw into there that are vying for a spot on the 90-man roster going into training camp, presumably at the end of July. A lot of things that are exciting coming your way here. Lockdown Broncos will have you covered every single day. But right now also as well for you everyday listeners to kind of teach what's coming up here in the month of May. Not only will I have covered every single day, but May 11th is when the NFL schedule release is rumored to be dropping. We know who the Broncos opponents are, but we'll figure out when, how many primetime games they have. May 11th. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be a big portion here on the Lockdown Podcast Network all across the Lockdown NFL Network in the meantime as well. If you're a Denver Nuggets fan, check out the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Hosted by Adam Mottis and Matt Moore as the Denver Nuggets continue their playoff run here against the Phoenix Suns. Are they up 2 nothing in the series, or is the series not at one one heading back to Phoenix? Check out Locked On Nuggets from Broncos country. That'll conclude today's episode of the show. Make sure you subscribe, you follow on your favorite podcast provider, or on YouTube. We have it covered every single day. Sarah and myself will be back tomorrow.